queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Well, as I said at the end of last episode, this one's pre-recorded because uh, Jolie's uh, presence is requested at Lincoln Financial Field for a huge football game next week. And uh, it's going to alter our recording schedule. Yes, yes. The Cowboys are in town next Sunday night. And uh, I already got into a fight two weeks ago for Monday Night Football. So let's see if I can get into a fight again. (laughs) I love drunk fans. I really do. That was a good time. Oh, it was once the uh, the girl punched the security officer and she got oh, bodied. Damn. Oh yeah. yeah, he 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 put her right down. I, I have never seen anybody get floored as fast as she did. Damn, Oof. man. Well, we were very fortunate that the guest we wanted to get today is available and gracious enough to return to our show. Our friend of the show, Jay Bougie. Welcome yeah. back, man. Thank you. Wait, what is this? This is like our third one now, I think, right? Three? Are we on fourth. three now? Fourth. Four, Third, yes. four? Yeah, we started out with you originally, then we had you with Savage, and yeah. and then we had you with Rev. So this is the oh. fourth. Wow. This is, wow, I like this. I think this is probably the, yeah, so this is the one. You're our that, four, first ever four-time guest, I believe. This is my first ever four-time podcast, too. <laughs> on two with all of them but every time like it's, it's crazy because every time like i reach out to me it's either like right before i'm about to have a show or it's like okay the show got canceled or the show is super late so like yeah i could come on here it's good it's always very nice the schedule, well, the schedule works out great it's all aw- that's awesome all right well first we want to extend our congratulations uh because your new nickname is now mr pwi 485 Oh, yes, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank bravo, you. bravo. So this is your first time making the list, right? Yeah, it is, and it's crazy because like this has been like I completed one full year now, like one full year, like doing independent dates. Oh, okay. So, so like that was pretty cool to see, and it's crazy because I found out while I was on my way to AEW too, so that was even crazier. So like that went yeah, it's wild, it's really wild. Yeah. One. It- Wow, that that's awesome. And then it's like, yeah, you made your AEW Dark debut. I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit. But um, you're our friend. We love you and everything. But <clears throat> I'm going to get my Ricky Ricardo um, accent going here and everything. Bougie, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> okay. All right, let, let's cut the bullshit. What the fuck happened? Listen, I... um. You know, for a while, I felt this way, and um, I just got tired of it. Like, 
I, I'm I'm tired of the same old song and dance. I'm tired of this guy, this guy PJ. Honestly, was a piece of shit. He's, he's been a piece of shit for a very long time. It's just like you guys never get to see it. No one ever sees it. Everyone just looks at the facade of the sirens coming out. He wants to shake hands. He wants to give out free stickers, free 8 by 10s And it's like, you're a fraud, bro. And what, what bothered me amongst everything is just like, he walks around like he's the leader of TakeOver. Like he's done everything for TakeOver. And it's like, it's not. Like, who got us the recognition to face STB? Me. Literally me. If yeah. it wasn't for Rev Ron Hunt calling me out, I could just have the singles match. I could have just had it by myself. But no. I decided that I'm going to do this with my guys. And then, like, he's just going around like he's main event. He's this and that and everything. It's 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 frustrating. It's very frustrating. Like, I got tired of having to share the spotlight with a guy who doesn't appreciate it. So you basically got to have your Seth Seth Rollins moment with the chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could call it that. You could definitely call it that. Okay, so uh, Savage is out of the picture. Jacko's out of the picture. Uh, if, from what I saw in videos, you're still kind of cool with Face? Yeah, Face is the man. Face is the man. I like Face. Face is really cool. And it's like, it's common sense. It's like, look at Face. He walks around like he's bleeding all the time. He drinks hella beer. Uh, he's a complete monster. He scares people. It's like, yeah, face, you're cool. I'm, I'm going to make sure face and I are very, very cool here. But face is the guy who helps me when I'm creatively trying to beat somebody. You know, I want to do something different. Face decides that he's going to, okay, I'm going to hit him in the head with a chair. You know, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna split them open, or I might take two shotgun two beers before I even go and do it. <laughs> you know, face is fun. Face is very fun. Oh man, so I mean, so how are you? Uh, so what do you think of the uh, reaction you've gotten so far on uh, Twitter and social media after the turn and after you y- y'all split? Um. I, I see it's been like down the middle. Some people are calling me, uh, what are they calling me? Um, a coward, a vile individual. Um, what was my favorite? Which one was my favorite? Um, the piece of shit one always gets me because people be so, so upset. It's like, how dare you, you selfish fuck. I can't stand you, bougie. Oh my God. And there's other people that's like, it's about damn time. You know? Ooh. And yeah, it, it, there's a lot of people out there, like, it's about their time, like, you've been the star, like, honestly, no one out here gets the reaction that I do, no one gets people upset and mad the way that I do, like, I get people genuinely hate me here, and I love it, I live off of it, I love the fact that they hate my success, and it just, it just feeds me, it's like a monster, it's like a monster, and it's just more and more and more, and then it, I'm just gonna even be more of an asshole. I'm going to continue to poke the bear. I'm going to push that envelope as far as I can to make you hate me. And while you hate me, I'm going to keep rising to the top. And before you know it, I'm the number one guy out here. Just in my first year. I did one full year. One full year on independence. And I already hit the PWI. Did PJ hit the PWI? No. Did Jacko hit the PWI? No. I love Jacko. Don't get me wrong. Did Face hit the PWI? No. But Face is cool. I'm the most successful member of TakeOver that there is. 
what what has takeover done collectively? What have we done? We did one thing. We had a show against SCP, and that was it. Then what happened after that? Nothing. Why? Because PJ loves to kiss ass. PJ loves to let these promoters go around and just let let him do whatever whatever they want with us. Put us in shitty positions where we gotta defend ourselves. We gotta do a whole bunch of stuff. It's like no, I'm demanding the respect that I know that we deserve. We are not just your regular local talent. No, we are bigger than this whole damn scene. And that's how people need to treat us as such. Everyone has their predetermined people. We know this. We go to tryouts. We go everywhere inside promotions. There's people there who are the guy or the guys. That changes every time you walk in a building. Why do you have to keep on taking crumbs when the whole damn plate is ours? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Stintle that somewhere. Ooh. I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I'm tired of it. And 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 it just got me so upset. And it's just like every single time we come out, it's, it's PJ this, PJ that. And it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And, and, you know, it's been a couple of weeks now, so I'm not as animated as I first was when I was speaking about it. I have my emotions in check. And it's just I'm tired of it. And, and, and the thing that always gets me, too, where it's like he says that, um, this is his narrative. Like, oh, I was living in his his uh, his shadow. No, he's in my shadow. I'm the reason why he had the biggest matches, Greg and Shane Taylor. I'm the reason why that happened. I'm the reason why all of us were in the ring of world champions. I'm the reason for everything there. But no, you want to get the recognition of someone else just because, like, yeah, he'll kiss your ass and shake your hand and everything's good there. Nah, like I said, no crumbs. The whole damn plate is mine. The whole damn plate. I'm not sharing no more. The spotlight's mine. Everything is mine. And it's, this is literally just the beginning. Like, I once I made PWI, I said, you guys have a full year to deal with this type of bougie. And this was before I had even dropped the dead weight. This was, this was, this was before uh, officially the AEW uh, Dark debut went live. This was before all of that. And I'm literally just beginning. I have, I have nothing but promoters hit me up. I, I'm making a debut this, this weekend coming up at 1CW. My debut match is for, is for a championship. Off rip. They put me in championship positions on the 16th, this coming uh, next Sunday, my mom's birthday. I'm wrestling at a drive-in movie theater, and in between the movies, my graphic is being showed. My match graphic is being showed between movies, between the advertisements. I'm a star. I am a star. I am the biggest thing out here, and there's there's no need for me to have to share it and be humble about it, no. So the people that do say, going back to you say what the reaction is, about damn time, I agree with you. It is about damn time. It's about damn time I get here and I finally take this mind. Wow. And correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but you're the only one that got a W in the takeover event. Thank you. Thank you. You, you are not wrong. You are absolutely correct. The only one who walked in there and got a W. I saved the PJ from getting his ass whipped from Shane Taylor. Think about it for a second. Real shit here. Real shit. You go online, right? Leading up to the show, every single matchup, they said the faceless ones, them boys going to get cooked, right? They said, PJ Savage, PJ, you don't want to get in the ring with Shane. They said, Bougie, mm, hold on. Bougie might be the one. That Bougie and Rev match, Bougie might be the one to get that W. Yeah, I think Bougie's going to do it. There was rumblings. It was split down the middle of, like, who's going to win that match? Every other match was one-sided. All the predictions were one-sided. There was mm-hmm. no okay, maybe PJ will pull it out, maybe the face will pull it out. Nah. Everyone everyone thought it was gonna be a sweep. A sweep with SCP on us. Nah. Wasn't happening. 
I went out there and I said that I cannot lose. I, I came on here with you guys. I said, I cannot lose. There's no way that I'm losing this. And I went out there and I did it. I don't give a damn about having, and this, this, this is my biggest gripe too. Everyone wants to go out there and have five-star matches, want to go out there, have match of the night. Nah, I'm here to get paid and I'm here to get a W. This, 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 this isn't no award ceremony where you're giving out recognitions for, oh, yeah, this is your match. Like, no, this, this, this is sports entertainment in a sense, but it's also combat. We're going out there, we're going to fight. I'm going out there to fight you. I'm going out there to beat you. I'm going out there to impose my will on you. And when I have face by my side, I do it very creatively. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Kayla, do you remember back to like our first interview with him? It's just like how much this boy has like blown up since then. Oh my God. It's like he said, I want to take over the wrestling world and he's definitely proved it and he ain't done yet. You definitely are oh. not done. So it's only going to keep getting better and heck. Honestly, I, I can't even say that I'm just getting started. I don't believe I even got started yet. I, I honestly think I'm just still doing my stretches my warm-ups, you know, getting the blood pumping, getting the blood flowing, you know, don't want to pull no muscles. I, I think it's just like pregame for me right now. It's all just practice. I, it, this is a phrase that I say very often. I say last year was just practice. Last year was just practice. I've been saying that for the last two years, and it's like every year at the conclusion of it, it feels like it's just practice. Like, no, I'm not even started. My summer began facing Rev Ron Hunt of Chantilly Promotions, and it ended. It ended with me being on PWI. Mr. 485, and also being on AEW Dark, going up against Dalton Castle and the boys, another world champion. So let, let, let's switch to that for a second, AEW Dark and everything, because it's like I've actually seen Dalton Castle uh, when they were in Dallas uh, for uh, uh, Ring of Honor and everything. So talk about, all right, so talk about the whole AEW Dark experience backstage, like what, what all, what, how, uh, how all that so, was for you. So that, Honestly, that so now keep in mind, right? So obviously, dark they're tapings, right? right. So I everything went done. I already knew what it was. I found out about PWI on my way to dark, right? Mm-hmm. So off rip, I'm going to dark. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do my thing. But now I'm walking as the top 500 wrestler in the world. Like, <laughs> this is just not some. First of all, I was never a regular individual, but now I was like, this is not no regular individual at all. Now. Um, I'm in publications. I'm I'm getting the recognition I deserve to be top 500 in the world. Mm-hmm. So I walk in there with that with, with a little bit more of a chin on my shoulder than I already had. But um, the whole process getting into it, it it, it was very crazy because like coming back from it um, as independent wrestlers and obviously you know we're making the WWE, AEW, New Japan, any of the big promotions. Right. We're trying to figure out what it is that like okay, what would get us noticed. What do they like? Oh, I think they want this. I think they want that because we're paying attention to the type of matches that they have and the type of talent that they bring in. Mm-hmm. Me going there and being in that environment, it's like I came back, okay, I know what they want. Now I have a direction. Before, we're kind of just throwing paint at the wall. You're throwing everything at the wall. Like, okay, what's going to stick? What's going to stick? Like, okay, is this it? This is it? Nah. I found something that sticks. I had a conversation with Mark Henry before the night I even got really started. He congratulated me on PWI. He said, you're on PWI? I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, that's really big. Like, keep on doing that. And it's like, he gave me game. He said, yo, do this and do this because you're right within this. You're going to be set. And it was like, oh, okay. I took that away from him. All right. Awesome. Dope. So um, the locker room is really chill. 
really, really chill. Like, so chill. Like, you see people just walk around anywhere. Uh, MJF is definitely an asshole. He's exactly who he's on TV. I love it. He's, but he, he's, yeah, he's an asshole. You can just, like, just walking around just an asshole. You can see it. And I was yeah. not go up there giving that satisfaction to be an asshole to me. I, I was like, yep, I see you. You over there. I'm over here. I'll see you in the ring one day. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, Billy Gunn was cool. Uh, he's he's very funny. Uh, the claim I seen the uh, hook, cool dude. But yeah, everybody was pretty much cool. And and I think the thing too, it made it feel like a lot more relaxed. A lot a lot of them are still doing independent dates. They're yeah. literally coming from like promotions like I was just at a year ago. Like you know, mm-hmm. like they're still kind of out here. So that was really cool. Um, catering is amazing. I don't know. People's always talking about catering like it's some type of joke. That food is great. Like, like you're going there to get paid and to eat what are you complaining about yeah we want to do like shut up bro you just got paid to literally go eat like get over yourself like whatever but um i took the photos i got to meet with speedy uh speedy cool dude we did the whole photos that was awesome um and then yeah it was just cool working with dalton was great that wasn't my first time working with him i actually worked with him in ring of honor right before they had uh closed down before the hiatus um I was one of the boys, which was revealed after I had did my promo leading up into the match. Um, I was able to Dalton won his TV championship. So it was kind of cool that my last, like my first kind of experience working with a big promotion with ROH was with Dalton. And then like now my first opportunity with AEW is with Dalton again. So that was really, oh, wow. Yeah, that 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 was dope. You know, we he he's a he's a funny dude overall. Like we were in the back. You know, they told us whatever's going on. And he's like, all right, um, yeah, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and I'll come back. Comes back. Uh, No, nah, I'm going to get some water. I'm going to come back. And it's like, it was just like, he, every time he wanted to do something, like, nope, I'm going to go do something else. So that, that was just really funny. It was cool. Um, And then coming back after that spoke to Captain Sean Dean, he, he gave me some great advice. Um, He straight up told me, like, yo, like, this is what it is. And just keep doing your thing. And, you know, we'll see what happens from there. And like, all right, cool. So working with AEW is really fun. It's kind of exactly what I thought it would be. Real cool, real laid back. Um, the biggest thing that was that was uh that was really cool was the moment I walked out. Like people were screaming bougie, like from different directions. It was so crazy. Like I expected maybe like one or two because like I've worked upstate before, but yeah. literally, like by the ramp, bougie. I'm hearing it. By like the other side, I'm hearing bougie. By hard cam, I'm hearing bougie. In the back, I'm hearing bougie. I'm like, oh wow, this is crazy. Like this is dope. And I'm like, only if like, and I just made top five hundred in the world. Look at this. Look at this right here. <laughs> like, it, it, like this is great. Aww. Um, in there, working in it was really fun. And what yo? And and I realized that like these indie places, oh, it's like a damn death trap because those ropes. And AEW were amazing. Amazing. I love ropes. You know, I do my springboard. You know, I like yeah. some amazing. I, I, I honestly felt like if I jumped hard enough, I would have went probably like 20 feet in the air. That's how good those damn ropes are. Out here in the Indies, I might slide through the damn thing. Oh, this is this is so bad. But AEW's <laughs> fun. AEW is fun. I, it is, I like it. I, this is honestly where I belong. I belong in those big places. I fit right in. Yeah. Like, like I, I say it very often that I don't care about the indies, and it's because, like, I literally don't. I'm here to get paid. I'm here to get a contract. I do not care about this. And it's like, I'm here to take what's mine. Like I said, that whole damn plate is mine. I'm here to just take as many plates as I can until I get there, where it's like I got a whole damn buffet, and I'm good. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Now with dark, Jill- like, is there like a lot of sitting around? Because my friend just did dark back in August as well, and um, like she's like, he's like a lot of sitting around waiting for your your call. So it's like you're just like, it's, like you said, it's like a very chill atmosphere. But like, was there like a lot of waiting, or did you like go nah, and get you're, done? Yeah, you're, so so you get there. I I think I got there at like twelve, and I didn't find out what I was doing until probably like four thirty. <laughs> But wow. but, it, but it just comes from the sense where it's not like just it's not like it's just like you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Like you come in, you get checked in by the doctor. You go get checked in by a doctor. You get obviously get your little passes so people know you're supposed to be backstage. Um, there's catering, catering's getting set up, and then you go meet with Speedy. Go take your promo photos. So you're taking about like even though we got there at twelve, and we found like one thirty at least. You're doing stuff for about two hours, almost two and a half hours, just waiting for everything to get done. And then, of course, you're backstage, you're talking to people, try to network. Like, people take it, like, oh, I'm sitting here just waiting, waiting. Okay, what are you going to do with that time? Like, I spoke I, I spoke with Keith Lee. I spoke with Matt Hardy. I spoke, like I said, with um Mark Henry. I tried to uh, – William Regal was watching a match, too. So that's another thing. Like, there's people legitimately watching the match. It's, it's a whole setup where people's in the back wow. and they're watching. So it's like – it's not like, oh, just go out there and whatever. Like, you know, it's like, nah, people are seeing, like, what you can do. There's legitimate feedback being given to you when you come back. So that's what I appreciated the most. I thought that was really cool. Because, like, coming to the back was like, damn. Like, oh, yeah, watching. Like, I seen William Regal watching. Like, whoa, like that. Like, that was that was crazy. <laughs> William Regal, le- legit, the moment, like, it was myself, Rick Recon, and HBO. And literally, once we came from the back, he was right there. It's just like, damn. It's like, everybody was trying to talk to him. Everybody was trying to talk to him. Um. I think the craziest thing too, when I looked over my shoulder, I seen Sting. Like I was like, oh shit, like damn, that Sting like face painted up, <laughs> gear, everything. I'm like, oh, that's really Sting. Like, yo, this is real right now. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Now I spoke to uh Dustin before my match, and then after my match, like he just looked at me, walked past me, gave me a pat on the shoulder. I was like, all right, cool, cool, all right. All right, this is dope, but yeah, like this, there's, there's a like if you're smart and you you know how this game is, like yeah, you you're gonna be a little happy. There's a, there's about three four hours of waiting. Go talk to people, talk to people, like do what you do. Like I met Swerve back in May when Swerve seemed like he's like, yo, what's good? Like I'm happy to see you here. What's going on? Like dudes from Private Party, um, Isaiah Cassidy, he came up to me, he's like, yo, bro, like I've been watching a promo just popped up on my Explorer page on Instagram. Like yo, keep doing that. Like mm-hmm. there's so much to do. <laughs> Exactly. All right. You said his name, so I have to ask, well, what was the conversation like with Keith Lee? That's my boy. Oh, man. It was really cool because Keith uh, knew about how we had to work with Shane. We did the whole thing. With mm-hmm. Shane. So we was back there, and I was just telling him, I just kept it real with him. I was like, yo, like, uh, definitely uh, thank you enough for what you do. Uh, you know, now knowing your story, everything you went through leading up to here, like, it's really inspiring. Uh, you know, we we just it was just like a mutual respect thing. He was like, "Yo, like, um, pretty much just keep doing what you're doing." He's like, "You're on the right track." Um, great dude. Like, oh, like it's it's just like words can't explain like how he is. It's just like a feeling. Like you could tell like he's real genuine. He's authentic. He cares about like what he does, and um, like he like he legit took the time like and just real just talking to me. Like he was yeah. really, really just talking, and it was just like it it, it felt more like a like a um an experience as opposed to like hey I'm trying to get like uh advice like nah like it was an experience talking to him and like it it, it was really cool so I definitely wow. hope this again uh certainly gonna share the ring with him I don't know about that spirit bomb but you know you, <laughs> you might you yeah you probably might have to let me 
that'll uh, save you from the chiropractor visit and everything. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, woo, that, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And <laughs> <laughs> just have a nice uh, little talk to him. It says, "I don't care what you do to me in that ring, but please avoid that." <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, like I, I obviously we know what we do here. You know, we're professionals, but if we could just kind of like, you know. Great, brother. Thank you. I, I will buy you every incarnation of Eevee Pokemon out there. Here, don't spear upon me because I know Eevee's yeah. one of his favorite Pokemons. <laughs> like, like, please, brother. Like, you know, but like, he, he's a good dude. Matt Hardy's really cool too. Like, Matt, Matt was mad cool. Like, he was just, just talking, just giving game. Like, that's one thing too, where it's like, so like, you'll have um, sometimes TV stars come to independent shows. And yeah, they're not really that personal. Like you can't really go up to them. You know, they're really kind of like standoffish, which is okay. I get it. You're to get paid, whatever. Right. In AEW, everybody was willing to have a conversation with you. Everybody. Like legit, like it's like, oh wow, like, okay, cool. Like that taking the time. Sitting standing yeah. for probably about like five minutes. And not just like, oh yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, no, like listen to what you're saying, uh, responding and going back and forth. So it was it was cool. Really cool. Okay, so I may be wrong about this, but you really haven't like been outside of like the Northeast. So not so I I've been everywhere. Yeah, I, so I've been to Florida once. I did work okay. in Florida one time. Uh, but yeah, you know I'm usually in Pennsylvania, um, Jersey, obviously New York. Whenever New York can run a show, Massachusetts, Connecticut. So yeah. Pretty much dominantly like the Northeast. I'm trying to, I'm working with some, you know, talking to a couple people, you know, PWI, you kind of get a couple more responses now and I left on red anymore. So, you know, things are moving a little bit better with that, but trying yeah. to make it work. Man, we gotta get you out of the, you gotta get out of the Northeast, man. Jeez. Yeah, now we working. It, it, it's, it's going to happen. Like definitely like this year, like I, I've been speaking to a couple people who kind of put me on a different, ways to uh get out there more okay like that that makes sense like this approach makes sense on why you should do it this way so i'm like all right cool and you know a lot of things too like a lot of people what scares them is coming in from new york and new jersey like the flights uh promoters that scares them off because you got people here who are like let's on all honesty like i just got myself solidified with the pwi but i still have more work to do Right. I'm not trying big time like, oh, pay for my flight, my hotel, all this. Like, nah, bro. Like, you want to work? Let's work. It's a business at the end of the day. I understand this. You got to make money. I got to make money. So, right. Let's find a way okay. where we can both make money and it makes sense. And then, boom, we'll go from there. So, I think the locations what scares a lot of people because people mm-hmm. are here, you got to pay my flight. I do this. Like, nah, bro. Give me my rate, whatever the case may be, or half, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We'll make it work. End of the day, is like, I'm still trying to get myself out there. And I understand the first time I might have to pay my way to Texas or to California. Perfectly fine. Once I get in the ring and I beat up your favorite wrestler there and I stomp him out and then the crowd's going crazy, you're going to want to bring me back. So <laughs> it's, it's all good. I, I'll, I'll pay that first fee coming out there. Okay, cool. Oh, man. Ladies, y'all got anything else you want to ask them before we let this boy loose? I won't. Ask, um, I don't have a question to ask, but um, but continue to keep doing being you. Like I stated before, you're your hey. own person. You you know you've accomplished so much, and like we said, you're not done, and you're gonna continue um to do that. And I say this every time, and I will keep saying it. I'm proud of you, and you know everything you've accomplished, and 
And it's, you know, always such an honor to actually sit down and talk to you. And the moment that I actually do get to add you to my wrestlers list that I've met, it's going to, I think it might be even more epic when I actually meet the ones that I, you know, really like, because like (laughs) I said, independent wrestlers, you know, one day you're going to have your contract and I think it's just going to be epic just to say, Hey, I talked to you multiple times before I actually get to meet (laughs) you. So, um, but keep being you, keep doing what you're doing best. And one of these days you're going to be on top of that mountain, like the tribal chief head of the table and people's going to hate you. Like they hate him right now. Even so. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, that, that means I'm a different right now. Yes, right. definitely. Thank you. And, and, and of course, like I, I appreciate coming on y'all platform. Like I trust, like I help a lot more than what y'all know. Like I don't have to go out and cut a promo in like 30 degree weather hey, can I come on your podcast today? Okay, cool. It's <laughs> a great day for my home. So it's good. But definitely, I appreciate all y'all. Um, y'all have helped elevate me to uh, bigger uh, places than what I was before. Y'all got me exposed to audiences. Um, and even though you are, you say you want me to come out there in Texas, all the promoters know who I am. They know who I am. They know who y'all are. They watch this stuff. They know exactly what's going on. I'm going to be there. Don't worry. It's going to happen. <laughs> well from one half asshole to another um (laughs) keep doing what you're doing and uh, i look forward to meeting you at lincoln financial field uh at wrestlemania 40 oh yes absolutely absolutely be there so hopefully there we go yeah this girl's yeah this girl is like overexcited that not only she gets to go to wrestlemania in philly she's working it and gets to see her for free as long as i am still employed yes i will be working that i will work it i will get paid and i will be cheering like a fucking nut because that's what i do (laughs) that's gonna be that's gonna be perfect that's gonna be amazing oh definitely well, Bougie, it's like I told you on the DMs and everything. It's like, despite everything that's gone down and everything, we've always been Team Bougie from the beginning. You're our friend of the show, and you'll continue to be our friend of the show. We've seen you grow over this past year, and it's been phenomenal. And it's like, it's just like scratching the surface. You haven't, even, it's like, you're not even just started you getting started. Like you say, you haven't, you're just not getting started. It's like, you're scratching the surface. It's like, it's like, it's like way before the beginning and everything. So it's like, if this is you after year one, imagine you after year five. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so to go with the sports analogy, this is basically your spring training. You haven't even gotten to the open. Yes. They, you know, I was trying to what to say earlier. Yes, that is it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> This, this is why I can oh. come over here four times. They're going to make it. I, by the time this is done, I'll guarantee I'm going to be like the most uh, the most appearances out of everyone you ever had. I'm, I'm pretty. Probably. Yeah. It'd be great. Man. But it's like, this is like what I love about doing the show and everything. It's like, yeah, we talked with a lot of indie wrestlers, but it's like indie wrestlers like, who are trying to get their names out there and stuff like that. And because it's like, you also remind me of this girl we've had on a couple of times, uh, Tiffany Nieves. We had her on like right before her debut because she was a ring announcer before. We've had her on before her debut and then we had her on again and everything. And this girl is like everywhere, even in, she's an OVW now also and everything. So it's like, shout out to her. She's like been killing it and everything. So it's like seeing you, like your progression, seeing her and her progression and everything. 
this is like one of the things I love. I mean, I personally love about doing this podcast. Not because, like, like yeah. I said, like y'all, y'all help and y'all help us figure out like who we are and like what we like and don't like about like our presentation. And it, mm-hmm. like with legitimately like without like the podcast game, like without y'all and y'all platform, a lot of people wouldn't be like as over as they think they are, as they say they are, wouldn't be exposed as much as they are. Because like literally, y'all don't have to do this. Like you don't live like yeah. you, you don't have to do this at all and it's like y'all helping get us in front of a whole audience like people in texas legitimately know me because of y'all that like, your booze like y'all want to see bougie come to texas or come wherever it's like yo like when you coming out here i seen you on this podcast i love this podcast that you did this this, and that and it's like i want to have that without y'all well i mean i i second kayla's like oh yeah i whether if it's down here in texas or i take my ass up to boston and uh, see you up there and everything. It's like, who I cannot wait to meet. I can't wait to finally meet you. <laughs> All right. I know you got a show to do, so we're going to go ahead and let you go. Best of luck and hit us up anytime you want to come back. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Oh my God. I love talking to that guy. Heal or not, I love talking to him. But he didn't really even act like a heel. He was just well, stating facts. True. Very true. I mean, it's like more heel and everything when he's like in the ring or cutting his promos and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like if we ever got him and Savage on like a face-to-face and everything, then we'd probably see the heel. Yeah, I still want to know why Savage done for, like, he unfollowed me on Twitter. Oh, well. He did? Yeah. Wow. You didn't say anything afterwards? No. I haven't said, like, I... I was saying about him jumping off of a roller coaster at Six Flags. The next thing I know, like he unfollowed me. Oh, interesting. Very he unfollowed interesting. me too. That's why I unfollowed him. So, very interesting. Maybe, maybe he knows where our loyalties lie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh my God. Okay, y'all. Eleven eight. Okay, so this is the Sunday after Extreme Rules. 11 a.m. Wrestle Ops tweeted this out that on WWE uh, social media uh, platforms, the video of Bray Wyatt's return got over 7 million views so far. I just saw that when he said that. That is fucking insane. This boy, it's like, it's like, you knew he was like coming a little bit and everything, but it's just like, oh my God, just to see that is like absolutely crazy. I think that number one, the buildup was executed perfectly, and it's like Bougie said when we were off, 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 off um, recording. You know, it was too simple to be him, so he didn't want to believe mm-hmm. that it was him. And then you hear the singing, you see the characters, and you see the the homage and the honoring of Brody, and then you see him. And I, I give props to WWE for making the audience look very, very darker than it was. I don't know how the fuck they did that because somebody was doing a recording from their section. But then again, when you have everybody's cameras and phones on, it lights everything up in there very easily. But like, it's like you saw like them pulling the, the door out and stuff like that. Take out all the mystique. I'm like, you assholes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I thought that was brilliantly done and... Now we get to speculate, or we'll find out 
um, on the 10th, even though this is dropping mm-hmm. on the 18th, you know, if he reveals any of his castmates, if we see certain um, people rejoining him, mm-hmm. because it'll be very interesting to see, well, number one, what show he goes if he stays on Raw, or if he floats between both shows like Braun does. Does Braun join him? Right. Does Eric Redbeard come back? Does Dexter Loomis join? Like, there's so many possibilities now. And it's just, I love every single fucking facet of it. I cannot wait to see where this goes. This reminded me of old school WWE. Mm-hmm. Very much, very much. All right. So it seems like we can never escape getting either mad at or bashing AEW for something on this show on every episode. Because Kayla found something and she said, Kat, I gotta go off. I gotta go off. I'm mad. Well, she didn't really say I'm mad, but you can tell. Anytime she needs to fire off at someone, she's pissed. Alright, so Kayla, who pissed you off this time? Mr... Chris Jericho that can't keep a stable to himself or keep a stable for very long. You make the comment that people didn't know who Cody Rhodes was until AEW. That's fucking bullshit. When I first got into wrestling, Cody Rhodes was the one that debuted and got me involved with wrestling. He had a fallout because with the whole Stardust, yes, I did not like the whole Stardust thing. Yes, after that, he left as Stardust. He took some time off to be with his family. Took time off to be with his wife. And yes, AEW came back, and yes, he was part of that. Fans, don't forget who he is. Trust me, I know what he was doing. He was out there trying to make a name for himself, and he would make his return somewhere, somehow, and he did an AEW. Fans didn't forget that. And they definitely did not forget when he returned to WWE Universe. So keep your damn mouth shut about Cody Rhodes. You little needle-nosed prick that can't do anything on his own without stupid bitch Sammy Guevara, Tay fucking Conti, um, Jack fucking Hagar, um, whoever else the hell is in that damn Jericho Association society um appreciation society whatever um anna jay's in there now i can't remember who else is in there i could care less just but i remember who cody rhodes is and so does in his fans so in the famous words of you shut the hell up and retire already because you need it man Jericho just just does not know when to shut up (laughs) Uh, can we say jealous much it might be I mean damn I mean everybody he's teamed up with even WWE he's not been able to keep them together and then look what happened with the inner circle that didn't go then you turn around and try to create another one with another name appreciation society (laughs) what is that 
more like Jericho asshole society because that's what you are. I call it the Jackass Society. Jackass Society. Yeah, I admit Chris Jericho, you know, is probably a big heel. And, you know, in a way, if you kind of think about it, I've always kind of liked him as a face or a heel. But here lately, I just want to just go into that ring and strangle myself. Find a kendo stick. Beat him with it. Put him in a steel chair. Beat him with it. Something. Take him out. (laughs) I have both of those things. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And that one baseball bat. I know you got that one too. Yeah, that's fine, my bad. (laughs) Uh, So here's my take on this whole. Nobody knows who Cody Rhodes was. Motherfucker. I'm sorry. Did we all forget about Legacy? Probably one of the coolest factions. Right. Yeah, Jericho. We, we, you just mad that he got a bigger pop than your boy CM Punk. You just mad that he got a bigger pop and had his theme song sung louder than you got Judas sung. You just mad that he's going to be the one that probably dethrones Roman Reigns. And you basically get a participation belt for ROH because that's all it is. There is no ROH, no matter how much they try to say that it still exists. You're wearing a participation title. Oh, I got a sticker. Stupid fuck. Yeah, I, I just, Jericho, shut the fuck up. Shut the absolute fuck up. Be like all those January 6th guys that, that you know, plead the fifth. Do what the, do that. Just, just stop talking. Because we already know how much of a fuck up you are. You fucked up a lot of things. You burn a lot of bridges. And so you can keep little ball sucker Sammy Guevara. You can keep that shitty tag team that got cut from NXT. You can even keep racist Trumper Jack Hagar. And y'all can kindly fuck off because Cody Rhodes is now 10 times over than you'll ever be. Have a nice day. Oh man. Unbelievable. And and to imagine when Cody actually gets his hands on the world title. Oh my god. The day that that, that happens. And and I I know a lot of people want this to happen at WrestleMania 39. I still say that the Rock needs to be the one to face. Get that out of the way. And as much as it fucking pains me to have Roman hold it for 3 years. There would be something special. If Cody were to win the title in Philadelphia, in front of that crowd, in that stadium, because of what Philadelphia, what Philadelphia actually stands for. It's a blue collar, fucking hard nosed, takes no shit type of town. LA is all fake and glitz and glamour to me. I mean, even if it was, even if, all right, so. If it wasn't in L.A., and let's say that, oh, sorry, I just saw 
AJ Styles on my TV for a second. Um, <laughs> no, no, apparently he was at the Charlotte Roval today and he got driven around the racetrack. Okay, cool. Like, I look up and there he is, like, the fuck? Um, but like, uh, if it was like, even if it was in the city like Nashville or if WrestleMania Charlotte. somehow went to Charlotte, two other towns that embody blue collar, hardworking, never give up, never quit underdog attitude. I would say, okay, have him win there. But when you think of Philadelphia, you think of underdog. That, that's been the city's embodiment. The whole Rocky motif. Rocky. The 2017 Super Bowl winning Eagles. The fact that the 2022 Phillies are in the playoffs when they should have been out. And are moving on onto the NLDS. Like, you know, this has been a city and a, a, a place of second chances, underdogs getting their wins, and always supporting the hardworking badasses. I mean, look at Extreme Rules. Look at the pop that, hell, Riddle got and Seth got. Look at the pop that Bray, who barely did a goddamn thing. Because they know it's a second chance for him. Now, Cody can win. Cody can still win the Rumble and somehow face Roman and loot win. He can. I was gonna say lose for a second. I'm like, no, wait, no. He could beat him. But I just, I just feel that even if Roman doesn't have the title, I think that if Cody was going to win a title anytime. It should be WrestleMania 40, but that's just me being biased because I want to see that live. In person. Aha! I knew there was an ulterior motive with that. <laughs> but also, it would be also Kayla seeing it live. And in person. Yeah, I'm still mad at you, Kat, because you got his return at WrestleMania. I'm not... You're never living it down. Never, never no, living I, it down. I, I never, I, she's never going to let me live that down. She's never going to let me live uh, Finn's down. return down. Edge. Finn's return, Finn's return, I'll let you down on that one. Edge will be all right. But Cody Rhodes? No. No. Now, if you would have been if you would have been at the SmackDown that Crosh returned, oh, it would have been on like Donkey Kong, honey. I would have been at that SmackDown if it wasn't for our family reunion. Dang gone nabbit. WWE scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You always get mad at me and stuff. I'm like, wait, I'm just an innocent bystander going there with my husband or my nephew. Don't mean you have to go, no. (laughs) I love you, (laughs) cats. I love y'all too, but damn, leave a sister alone. I can't help this shit. I think she plans it, doesn't she, Jolie? Yeah, she does. (laughs) She's in cahoots with WWE and just not tell her. I wish. I wish I if. But if we were in cahoots with WWE and I had a hook in there for some for something, oh my god, I'd be taking advantage. Like, wait, can I get this person? 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 It's like the fucking interview list would be on. We'd be sitting at home doing this for a full time. If that was the case. <laughs> we'd put Corey. We'd put Corey Graves after the bell out of business. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't have to worry about getting another job right now. No, we would put Sean Ross Sapp out of business. Oh. <laughs> he'd be begging us to be the hey y'all just can i just come on your podcast please 
but but seriously like you know cody people know who cody is and the thing is like what people don't understand is that a lot of people like myself have a connection to cody because of his father and so yeah maybe some of the younger generation doesn't know who cody rhodes is and that's fine but the older generation the one that's rocking your demographics you demo god are the ones that know who fucking Cody Rhodes is because their grandparents love Dusty Rhodes. And hell, they loved Gold Dust. I'm sorry. I don't care what you say. That was probably one of the most unique fucking characters. And I, I love Gold Dust every time I saw him. Especially when he would sit there and just go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, like, you know, Jericho just, I think Jericho is in that stage of his life where he's just jealous of anybody that gets more attention than him, which is why he needs to wrap himself around with whiny ass babies that'll never get more attention than him. He he needs that, you know, he needs his tiny little ego stroked, whether it's with tweezers or tiny hands. I don't know. But I just, it was so stupid. And then the people bitching about, oh, they couldn't have asked Tony for... For Billy Gunn to to go to uh, Monday Night Raw for one more time. And oh my god, Billy Gunn looks so good compared to the other three. Road Dog and X-Pac look like shit. X-Pac has been through hell. And if anybody talks down on Sean Waltman can eat and suck a dick. Because, you know, yes, he and Shina, Joni had a very tumultuous relationship at the end. And, you know, there were times where, you know, they were both, because it was that, that Surreal House, what was that VHS, VH1? Surreal Life. Yeah, where she was on the show and he was on the show. And it was very, very, they were very, very combative. But he also went to rehab. He cleaned up and he's doing amazing for himself. And I am happy for him to be happy and healthy and doing everything he can. And Road Dog's just Road Dog. He's always looked that way. Yeah, Billy Gunn is probably, you know, thriving in, with the acclaimed and with his sons. That's fine. But to say that he's the most uh, doing the best to... Yeah, look who the uh, CFO of WWE is. Look at who the head of talent relations is. Yeah, I think those two guys, Shawn Michaels and... Uh, Paul Levesque are doing the best out of all of them. Who who would have thought when DX debuted 25 fucking years ago that the two loudest mouths of that entire fucking group be would be the WWE. ones running the show? <laughs> oh my god, how times have changed. Sheesh. And I just, it just the show feels different. Like, and I'll say this. The show definitely feels different since Triple H took over. Yeah. And like we were talking, like we're excited about what's going to happen with Bray. We're excited about what, what's going to happen with Seth that he blacked out his, his, his face. Liv, who was... I don't know if that was last night or at another show where she was running around slapping everybody's hands and giggling and laughing and security was trying to chase her down. Oh, that was after last night. That was yeah. after last night. So, but she was acting very fucking crazy. What, what's going to happen with Edge and Beth and Rhea? And when is Rhea finally going to get her title shot that she's been owed since her injury? Uh, 
Uh-huh. But honestly, you can't take her out of anything right now because she is in a feud with Edge now with Beth. And like I said this to somebody on TikTok, they're like, you know, they're really not using her very well. I said, if you're gonna put Rhea Ripley back in the ring with anybody, it would be with Beth Phoenix because she was one of the safest workers in WWE. Yeah. And she's one of the most educational tools that Rhea could have for the ring. So I just, I can't wait to see what that comes into. If that happens at Saudi, awesome. If it happens at fucking Survivor Series in a war games with Beth, Edge, AJ Styles, and Ray versus Uh Judgment Day with Rhea. Damn. Somebody said, I I am not taking um, credit for that. That was somebody wrote that on Twitter. I forget what their handle was, but that was like, that was like at three o'clock in the morning. I had to go to the bathroom, scrolling through my phone because I left my phone in the bathroom. Like that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the match. That's the match. That that's that that's the match that's needed. Um, one hundred percent. That match would looks fucking fire. Oh, and Ray, it's okay to hit Dominic. I know that's your boy, but y'all are both grown ass men. Okay, it's okay to hit him. Uh, Aaliyah and uh. Mama Mysterio, can you come smack some shit out of him? Where, where's the chunklas? Why are you not coming out there yeah, throwing them chunklas yeah. at his fucking head? Why, why is nobody beating his fucking ass? Like, seriously. I, I want somebody to make a sign. Mama Mysterio, here's my chunkla. Throw it at him. But I, I can't wait to see what happens. Like, like, We are now in an era of WWE that we haven't been in in a long time. I don't think since the women's revolution back in 2015 where things were... Exp- exploding and changing because they were actually listening to us i I think like you know the the pandemic years completely fucked a lot of things up and we understand that it's the pandemic shit fucking happens life fucking happens and so it's like i just can't wait to see where we go from you know getting damage control back getting dexter and johnny and candace back the rumors that sasha and naomi are coming back i hope they are if not I will support them unless it's AEW, wherever they go. Because I don't want those. Yeah, I don't want them. But let me ask y'all this, because I saw saw a tweet about this. uh, I saw a tweet about this and everything. Are they bringing too many people back, though, and ignoring who's backstage? Because it's like you have, like, you have, like, on Friday with the Viking Raiders promo and Sarah's now coming back. You have... Meltzer saying that Bo Dallas is coming back, but it's like they have some people back on backstage who haven't really been on TV much in the last few weeks and everything like that. So it's like, are they bringing too many people back? And I'll I'll, I'll let Kayla go since Jolie's trying to clear her throat. <laughs> well, I mean, it just—I mean, if you think about it, technically, he's bringing back the people that should never been released to begin with. Uh, okay, I, I do agree. And um, now how they're all coming back, you know, together all at once can be kind of chaotic. Um, but I feel like um, with this new, I think in a way he might make it where everyone has a chance. And because, um, I mean, obviously for once, I mean, I know he is part of Judgment Day, Finn's on the screen. How long has it been that he's actually had 
time. You know, when he's too long, it, too long. Yeah. So, and this whatever this big push is, that's going to happen. Triple H, I believe, is going to push the people that's been kind of in the shadows for a long time in the mind of Vince McMahon. And even though he might think, oh, well, what's Bo Dallas going to do? Well, if he's part of this whole Bray Wyatt thing, that's going to be used. Bray Wyatt's going to use properly. Um, Johnny Gargano and Candice was, you know, they're going to be just fine because they were fine in NXT. We might be getting crazy Nikki back if that's the case. You know, just everyone's, it's just, it may seem that he's bringing everyone back. But like I said, those are people that should never been released. Cross and Scarlet should have never been released. Cross came back in Greenville, South Carolina, and SmackDown in August with Scarlett. That's how he should have debuted to begin with, because that's what he wanted. That's why he's turned down so many offers with AEW and stuff, because he wants to be part of, that's what he loves to do. That's what she loves to do. He wants to be part with his wife, and I understand that, and I respect that. Um, It's just, it may seem kind of chaotic, but I think everyone's going to be okay. It, but I do kind of see what you're kind of say is, is it too much? Because it's like, oh, Johnny's back. Oh, Dexter's back. Oh, Braun's back. Oh, Candace. Oh, Cross. Oh, and it's just like popping up left and right, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, you know, but I, and that's what I believe. I just, I believe in a, in a, at some point, all of them are going to be okay. Because like I said, they weren't supposed to be released to begin with. Okay. And, um, Heck, you know, Jolie has said earlier, you know, Eric Redbeard or Rowan, whatever he may be, might be the next one to come back. And um, because I guess everyone that's got released that's coming back has been close with Triple H and Triple H had faith in all of them at some point in their career the first time around. And they're getting second chances. And um Unfortunately, with his new five-year contract to AEW, we won't see another Shield reunion for a while because of Mox. Right. But um, And Renee's probably going to AEW yeah. as well. And I saw something about that. Renee might be going there. And if she does, more power to her because, you know, and I think Mox kind of does like the AEW schedule because they don't travel as much as WWE. Because he's trying to be a yeah. father and a husband. And I respect that as well. He's putting family first. Um, but still doing what he loves. But right. and like I said, everyone's gonna be all right. They're in good hands. Can't have anyone better in charge than Triple H, Shawn Michaels, can't forget our interim CEO, Miss Stephanie McMahon herself. So everyone's gonna be all right. Who's next comeback? I don't know. I think he's gotten everybody, basically, if you really think about it. Who else? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Co-CEO now. Oh, co-CEO, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I'm just... Yeah, no, but no, that's definitely... Uh, I do know I... EC3 won't be coming back, thank God. Hopefully not. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was a film. And I've heard story. rumors that ugh, um, Dodo Bird and his wife want to come back. Which Dodo Bird? Matt Cardona. The only thing I would take if he came back to WWE would only be one consent uh, con- addition. Bring back Mojo Raleigh so Mojo Raleigh can beat his ass. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. All right, what do you think, Jolie? Are they bringing too many people back? Yeah. No. And here's my line of thinking. You say, oh, well, you don't see all these people on TV. No, but they go to the live shows. And the main stars don't. So you actually get exposed to the people in the live shows. Similar to AEW Dark, but, you know, where Dark, you get more exposed to indie wrestlers. These are people behind the scenes. And like they're not bringing them all back at once. It's actually been very staggered. Very true, yeah. It's been done very well. The returns have been off the wall, off the chain, out of nowhere. Nobody knew Cross was coming back. Nobody fucking knew Johnny was coming back. They fucking, like, put him in a little duffel bag and carried him across the fucking border. And played his damn music after a freaking commercial. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody knew what was going on. Candace. with Candace. Candace debuted to face Nikki. And the whole Bray thing. Here's the thing. You're going to have guys like Edge and Roman and AJ Styles and The Miz. Top guys that are on limited schedules. You're going to need these other guys to step up and fill those roles. The likes of Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory. Sorry. I don't like the dude. Johnny, hold up, not to interrupt. Johnny, you got a match with him tomorrow Monday night. Can you please, I know you ain't going to hear this, but can we please get a match for the money in the contract, please? Money in the bank contract. Thank yeah, you. Can you, can, you, can you pull a Miz? Please and thank you. Um, but no, they're not really bringing anything. What they're doing is they're shoring up their roster. Like, think about it. The women. You've got Becky out. You've got Charlotte out. You have Sasha Naomi not there. You've got Dana Brooke and Tamina doing something. You've got, you know, the women. you're shoring up a women's division that is going to only get stronger. Bringing back Selena Vega with Legato. Um, Carmella's going to be coming back soon from her injury. So injuries happen, and I would prefer to have a stacked um, roster where you can, basically using football terms, next man up. Look at Kofi. Ali got hurt. What happened? Kofi got the championship. I still need to see that. I know. We know. We know. We know. I mean, even if they're not on the main show, a lot of the guys are on main event. Mm -hmm. And with Sarah coming back, again, that adds, uh, you know, if they become a trio, she can fight in a, with Legato and Zelina Vega, Top Dalla and um, Hit Row. It's, the fact that they're bringing people back gives more options because what's the one thing that people kept constantly, constantly, constantly complaining about? It's Repeat the same matches. matches over and over, over and, and over, over and over. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, some matches I don't want to see over and over again. I can watch the Usos versus the New Day, the Street Profits, a thousand times and never yeah. get bored because right? something always new is going to fucking happen. I can watch... Seth versus Matt Riddle a thousand times because that's fucking gold. I can watch AJ Styles versus um, The Miz a thousand times. I can watch Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano a thousand times. I can watch Drew versus Roman a thousand times because it's always something new. Right. I, I, I can't wait to see what Karrion does and 
what I'm wondering is if now if Naomi does come back, I still fully wholeheartedly believe that she needs to join the bloodline. Because if I'm and this is an if Scarlet goes after Roman, Roman's not gonna touch a woman. No. Sami Zayn's not gonna touch a woman. Paul Heyman has never touched a woman. So Naomi needs to join the bloodline to face Scarlet. To take her out of the equation, just like Nikki AS Nikki, Crazy Nikki needs to join Drew for the same reason, just as backup and as protection. Because, you know, it's like the one thing same with Rhea. Like none of the men want to touch her. Like it's like just fucking hit her, god damn it, you fucking pussies. She's I mean, my God, Becky Lynch ate the end of days. Ate it. And come on. It's right there. Like just it's like that t- fucking do it. You it's like that t- it's, like, it's like that TikToker who always uh mocks like the obvious shit and everything. It's like right there. <laughs> that that Will Smith meme. <laughs> like it's right there, mother can, can you see it? The V let me just, just put it just just fucking hit her. Clothesliner. Do something. Because no offense, Ray, I love you to death, but she could fucking destroy you with those legs. I mean, what a way to die, personally. That's you. <laughs> That's most men and lesbians <laughs> on TikTok. Even straight women are like, she can crush me with her thighs. I've seen it. I've seen the TikToks. I have the receipts, people. But no, it just <laughs> the fact is that they're building so much. And it's not it's not stagnant. It's not stale. While during the pandemic, yes, we had to hold on to Drew and Zelina facing uh, or Drew and Zelina's many, many, many verbal spats, which were awesome when he won the title. Drew versus Andrade was awesome, which is why I was kind of hoping, you know, Tony would just pull his head out of his ass and cut Andrade because Andrade would thrive. Yes, I know he said that the schedule in A in WWE is a little bit inhuman. But you can actually work your schedule where you said, I'll only work these many shows. You know, you can actually do shit like that. Yeah. What it appears to be with AJ Styles, The Miz having those. Yeah, The Miz does house shows, but he doesn't do all the house shows. Seth does house shows. And, you know, I, I know I know that you said, Kayla, that, you know, Seth is trying to be a, or, you know, Mox is being a husband and a father. But how many husbands, wives, with kids working WWE that do a damn good job. Lacey Evans or her husband, but he showed up. I mean, Seth and Seth and Becky, um, Johnny yep. and Candice, Stephanie and Triple H. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's possible. I mean, and the funny thing is like the fact that they said five year deal again, it's like Tony is out there mocking what people are saying. I know no word these five year five year deal. We don't do five year deals. He just signed a new five-year deal. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and then he, he ran his mouth about, like, Coles and uh, Black, uh, Malachi Black's uh, contracts, too, and everything and then, that Malachi had to say. Uh, I, what what five-year? Where'd that come from? And it was Tony. It came from your exactly. boss. Your boss. Exactly. And, like, you know, now we're waiting to hear what Charlotte's, uh, what her personal issue is, why she hasn't come back, because we all thought she was coming back. 
Mm-hmm. But that stalled out. And as a Charlotte fan, and I know I hate people that fucking put her down and say that she's only here because of her father. No, she's here because of her brother. Her father might have got her foot in the door, but it's her love of her brother that made her do what she's doing. So yeah. y'all can stop. And the only thing that I hope is that she's healthy. If she has mental health issues that she's getting taken that care of, um, like, you know, is her and Becky going through therapy? You know, they need it. I need my Char lunch back together. I mean, those two are best friends and they, they as much as animosity, like the, the, there's no two competitors that worked well together and that fought well together than those two. I'm sorry. Those are two matches, two people I can watch wrestle each other over and over again. Mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey. So it's like, you know, there's just whatever happens, it's not too many people. Now, if they brought everybody back to the Litco, yeah, that's too many people. But yeah. like they brought a handful back, a handful of people that never should have been let go to begin with, people that, you know, were deemed too small or not the right fit, and they were. Um I mean, I kind of wish they would bring Mia Yim back, but she's happy in Impact and she's happy with what she's doing. Keith is happy with what he's doing. Swerve is happy with what they're doing. Um, And like I said, I'm happy if they're happy. Will I watch it? No. And it's for the pettiness. They're like, oh, that you being petty? No, I just don't. I'm tired of it. I want to enjoy wrestling. And if if I can watch a show and not hear one fucking dig at AE or WWE, where I can watch WWE and I've maybe seen in the past, what, they're going in the third year or two, second year of AEW? Third. Third. So in the three years that AEW has been around, there has been maybe a half a dozen to a dozen in 150 shows, live shows, mm-hmm. brought up about the company, where it's almost daily over there. Yeah. Uh, the wrestlers don't do anything. The wrestlers don't say anything. It's, it's just, it's a very frustrating, I, I'm so sick of it. And, you know, Malachi, Tommy, Tommy said it the best, you know, this, this us versus them is stupid. And he, he doesn't understand it. He doesn't get it. And honestly, I don't get it either. Why can't the best thing that somebody ever said, why can't we just fucking enjoy wrestling? Exactly, because it's like, and I think it's a lot of the wrestlers themselves, too, especially from the AEW side, that just won't shut the hell up. And then, of course, you have those times where something happens and then they're all like kumbaya and everything, but it's just unbelievable. Uh-oh. What, Kayla? No, oh, someone someone on Twitter. Since Ronda Rousey is champion, who do you want to see dethrone her? In some of these comments. Oh, someone God, knows, let me hear it. Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte, Charlotte, Shayna Baszler, someone said Nia Jax, Becky no. Lynch, <laughs> Lynch, Charlotte, Shayna Baszler, Becky, Sasha, Becky, Becky, Maria Canellis, Becky, <laughs> Shayna Baszler, or Sonya Deville. Uh, someone says, I want to see Rhonda. Then someone goes, wait, what? How is she dethroning herself? Yeah, exactly. Um, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Becky, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler. Okay, so I, 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 we got, we, got, we have a Shayna consensus on that Becky, one. Becky, Sasha, Becky, Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, Shayna, Becky, Shayna, 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 Liv Morgan, 
Charlotte. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> but I had to say that because uh, I thought the one that just randomly popped up out of all the little rants back, Nia Jackson, Rhea Canellis. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my God, right? Ugh. No, 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 no. Maria, I mean, I give Maria more credit than anything only because of how she's uh she's like pushed for women empowerment and like pushed women's wrestling over the years. Nia Jax is just flat out uh lazy lazy trash, unsafe, chaotic in the ring and everything. She could stay far fucking away from WWE. Please so thank you. Basically the re- uh wrestling fans have spoke either Becky Lynch or Shayna, but more is leading towards Shayna, which I want to see that match. Making a submission versus submission match. Fuck that. Ooh. Make it a fight pit. Ooh. 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 They'll be tearing each other limb by limb there. Yes, and the special guest referee, Holly Holm. Oh, oh I was at Nunez. Oh fuck no. Fuck her. Oh, shit. Uh, no, no, no. Said, um, no, Misha Tate. Okay. Abigail possibly could be a new and changed crazy Nikki Cross for Wyatt Six. I'll be interested. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> All right. Whew. Damn. This, what I thought was going to be a short episode ended up being like a long uh, chat here and everything. Speaking <laughs> of our girl. Hey, Tiffany. Yay. <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> shit damn i'm i'm proud of her i'm proud of bougie it's like these people we've had on the show and everything it's like kirks and just oh it's just like i'm just so i'm just so proud of them and everything a lot of them like, like the kirks they were going a little bit before we got them on the show but it's just like bougie and tiffany it's like they were just getting their feet wet when we first had them on and then like how much they've grown since then it's just like unbelievable mm-hmm. man all right Jolly, final thoughts? I'm just excited to see what happens. Amen to that. Oh, Kayla, any final thoughts? Basically what she said. Like I said, we're in a new new era of WWE and it's only getting better. Right. All right. Well, Jolly, best of luck in your football game next week. Hope you survive. Hope you have plenty of staff there, even though like... uh, Y'all are going to be cross. I mean, y'all are going to be busy with the Phillies too and everything. Well, hopefully, if we do make it past, like, it should be an away game if we get to game five, but we'll see what happens. Regardless, it's going to be a very fun weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next time as the Takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>